0: I'm Daniel Frey, and this is the DanielFrey.me Talks, a podcast for anyone who wants to become or is already a developer. If you like to stay up to date with different technologies, learn from experts in the field and help you improve your career further, then this podcast is for you. I also invite you to follow us on DanielFrey.me. So let's begin. All right, all right. So, hey, Dima, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great, Daniel. Thank you. Uh, I'm uh, excited to to be on uh, uh, on this talk with you and uh, speak about very interesting and very important uh, topic.
0: Yeah. So like um, to the audience, uh, we are going to be talking today a a little bit about um, tech interviews and actually not a little bit. So we're going to even dive into some some interesting things. Um, And, you know, um, to kickstart this discussion, uh, let's start with like, um, you know, generally things. When we say technical interview, what what exactly um, do we mean by that and stuff like that? But even before that, Dima, maybe you can, um, you know, introduce yourself a little bit. Just just let me know some you know juicy stuff about you
1: sure sure um so my name is dima vishnivetsky and uh, i'm a front-end expert uh, besides that i do a lot of stuff like uh, leading the VUGIS Israel community um i'm an international speaker and i co-founded uh, the company uh, named client side with my partner Jonathan Dorn. it's um we're a boutique front-end studio that uh, spe- specializes in solving like complex um, and very interesting problems for big businesses and startups. So I basically like define myself um, as someone that is like placed um, in the middle between design and development because I have a pretty rich background in uh, design, everything design related stuff like uh, user interfaces and user experience and product management, et cetera. But I did not um well I did a little bit, but let's say I did not work uh a lot in those fields. I studied all of them to amplify my main path, which is front-end development, uh, which I am doing like um about 15, maybe more years. Like professionally, I mean, not, not in general. In general, it's probably um something close to twenty
0: yeah so you have rich of rich experience in front of development you run out now your own company um and you probably have been through you know, in the past 15 years, you've been through some <laughs> some interviews, I would suppose. Um, and, you know, yourself, maybe probably as someone who interviews candidates to his own company, uh, you probably have some, of course, general ideas um, about it. And this is also why interesting that I brought you today is to, to talk on those topics, because I'm pretty sure that you can give us a lot of, uh, you know, good input. Um, so first of all, thank you for introducing yourself. I'm also really happy to have you uh, today, uh, me and Dima know uh, each other back from Israel from uh, meetups, um, so it was it's super super cool to now uh, catch up again and also uh, you know uh, have this uh, talk with you. So you know. Um, for myself, like, uh, I would like to um to to start uh, with, like, you know, first question that pops up always in my mind whenever you, uh, basically myself or I guess anybody else that goes to the technical interview is what are gonna be, you know, my first steps to prepare for it. Um, so like, how should I actually, uh, prepare myself to like this tech interview?
1: That's, that's a great question. And you, you noted earlier correctly. Um, I think I, I, did like about 100 interviews that, um, that I was interviewed and probably even more, uh, well in the past couple of years where, when I'm interviewing, uh, candidates for my company. So so, I've been like on, on both of the sides uh, and quite mm-hmm. a lot in, in the past uh, 15 plus years. Um, and I think uh, at least from my personal experience, I have um, a pretty good understanding of how I see it from both sides and um, the preparation for it is crucial. It's, it's, I think one of the, um, you can't get, uh, a good interview experience without being prepared well you can but it's like it's a matter of luck and we are not uh counting on luck when when we want to score our like dream job or something um so right i think the main uh, or not the main the first thing is is to know and understand the process so interviews in almost all companies all tech companies at least uh, we're well speaking like in a niche so not all companies but uh main uh established good tech companies have a process some kind of process and almost all of them have uh, a lot of similarities between those so um let's let's Mm -hmm. give one example for example um a nice company will have a process that is uh um, that is made from a couple of steps let's say phone screening would be probably the first one um a remote coding challenge can be another right. one uh on-site interview can be another one uh let's say on-site with whiteboard challenge or similar stuff like that uh you can also get maybe um home assignment uh, okay so that's pretty much summons the the technical stuff again i'm not uh, i'm not touching it this part uh stuff related to soft skills but
0: if we take a step back um and look at the at the process from like the start uh to let's say okay i'm going to give an example we have uh, right now a candidate uh, let's say uh, his name is daniel uh is going to be interviewed for uh, you know a software engineering job let's focus on front end because me and you have both you know most of the experience of both of our experiences front end um and you know that you're going to be uh, in and now in a live coding interview for let's say one hour um and you'll be you know expected to obviously uh answer some javascript questions now how would you um let's say um suggest to you prepare yourself to such a you know round for like i'm going to be sitting one hour being uh, asked uh, you know multiple things in javascript um and also maybe build a certain uh you know a small component um and i'm how would you you know, how much time would you think like I would need to spend um you know on going back to fundamentals or should I or should I not? Um and, and you know it's always I can say for myself personally, it's a debate that I'm having. Like, you know, you know the, you know to your day to day JavaScript, um you're 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 just writing let's say React. Um but you're not gonna be, you know, always talking about like in, in a special let's say you have those keywords like a high order function. And then all of a sudden somebody asks you in an interview, high order function. And then you're thinking like, uh, it's a function that returns a function. That's what you to talk with your colleagues about. You never call it a high order function. Uh, so, you know, like, like those little gotchas that I, I always have with myself to debate, mm, should I be now, you know, like going through this or not? Um, and I am sure that, you know, it doesn't matter exactly. You know, I can have 10 years of experience, but There are just certain things that you need to be um, knowing in an interview that in your day-to-day job, you wouldn't necessarily be thinking about it like, uh, you know, when you are in the job already. Um, so I think that like, I would say personally, that's a struggle. Um, I, I would like to hear from your perspective. What, what, what do you think about that?
1: So, um, let me try to split it in, in a couple of, uh, of different bullets. I mean, there are questions, um, like technical questions that, uh, that are asked verbally, just, uh, let's say even on our phone screening, right? So someone can ask you a similar question to what you asked. Um, um there are other questions that are like live coding when uh, when you're doing like a video uh interview and someone sees your screen your sharing screen or uh, some other like uh coder pad or or um like even a google doc it doesn't really matter and, and the interviewer sees what you uh, what you're typing uh there are um like whiteboard questions even on front end um so basically I don't really like like when um, when front end uh, um, interviewer asks uh, like very generic question for a specific role like uh, I don't know how to sort an array or whatever. That's fine. He can ask it. That's that's good. But this this is definitely not a thing you're doing on front end like daily. Uh, but he can ask you, like, uh, draw a diagram of uh, of how would you build or order your components for that and that, like, uh, section or page or something, something like that. Um, and for each of those different uh, steps, I have a couple of uh, different, like, tips or, uh, or points to, to point out. So um, let's start with, uh, with just uh, regular questions, I mean, verbal questions. So my main tip there is um first of all be very clear don't try to bullshit so if you don't know any something i think it's fine to say uh i can't even remember the number of times i i said to the interviewers i don't know okay but uh the point here is not to finish on Mm -hmm. i don't know to see if you can get um not not hints but to see if you can proceed the um the conversation about that question with your interviewer to see maybe he's referring to something that you're using daily but you just don't know the acronym for that and he asked specifically about that acronym and that's that's a good example where uh, like like you gave a couple of minutes ago yeah so this is one thing um and even, uh, even in the end, if you still don't know, that's fine. So basically if you're judged by a single question that you, you don't know in an interview, you probably don't want to work in that place uh, anyway. So um, let's go to, let's say whiteboard questions. Right. Okay, so whiteboard questions. Uh, if you're writing some like pseudo algorithm or whatever, uh, a tip for that is trying to be very clear. I mean, uh, when i'm sketching some some solution some pseudocode so i probably will try to be very um very verbal i mean i will not uh create um um variable names like x and y and z or whatever just to to make it quicker uh, i will create variable names on the whiteboard let's say uh, uh number of times something uh, is returned equals blah 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 Okay. So I'm trying to, um, to show my thoughts.
0: Yeah. To basically be explicit. Um, when, when you write your, what, what, with your code.
1: Exactly. Instead of being like reckless and okay, this is quick X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera. The answer is seven. And maybe the answer seven is correct. Okay. But again, the interviewer did not get a chance to look into what what was your thinking process it was right. very quick very quick very vague and um he will probably not be satisfied by that okay so we talked about phone uh, phone calls like uh phone screening whiteboard let's talk a little bit about um live coding so live coding it's a thing uh, it's it's been here like from forever on site off site remote whatever right uh, you're doing something live, someone is watching you, maybe, um, maybe sitting um, by your side, or maybe just uh, went to like, I don't know, grab a coffee and he will attend in 20 minutes or something. Um, Basically the main tip there is just practice. Okay. There is no replacement for just writing a lot, a lot and a lot of code and a lot of programs and a lot of uh, functions and a lot of whatever to be able to do it naturally, okay? So so here um, you can split it, I mean, uh, in a couple of cases. Um, if you're a senior developer, right, and you're writing code, like, in the past 10 years, like 10 hours every day, that's one thing. And if you're a junior developer that uh, just finished, like, a, I don't know, three-month bootcamp. And uh, those were the only three months that you, were, like, even wrote any any line of code, right? So it's it's very different. Um, yeah. So basically practice, uh, there are a lot of, like, online uh, lead code or codility or whatever. There are, like, millions of those websites where you can just play and, and answer questions and, and do these small tasks and algorithms, etc., so just practice. That's that's the main uh, main point of that. Um, another thing, uh, which is um, beside practice, is when you start. When you start. Uh, when you get your like uh, online assignment, stop. Just stop. Breathe. Think, and ask questions. If someone starts typing at the minute uh, he got uh, an assignment from me without asking me any questions, it's a red flag for me. Okay. There is no way he clearly understand everything and he got all the picture. It, it's not, uh, it's not possible. Okay. So stop, breathe, ask questions. Uh, Beside asking questions that might get you a uh, better understanding, or maybe even in some cases hints from the interviewer just ahead of time, you, you will uh, like volunteer some information for you and that's good. And that increases your chances um it can also show that you're a calculated person i mean uh you want to see the bigger picture or maybe the whole picture so uh, a little bit diving here into soft skills but uh it, it does make a difference instead of okay i see an assignment let's start typing no don't don't do that right um, and um yeah i don't know uh, it's just out of my mind i just threw threw everything on you uh what I learned about this. These
0: these are good tips, and I I would like to add on that and, and mention the, you know a few things that I think when you're in an interviewer, you would like to basically um, understand more of the way of the other person thinks, right? Um, this is what attracts you also to say, okay, this is an, an interesting engineer because I understand his thought process, and sometimes you you would see that um a certain developer he might not you know answer the correct answer. But he did, um, you know, went through um, a really interesting path on how to discover the solution. And, you know, you then would want to also help him, direct him to to, uh, to basically do um, the right answer. But, you know, that, that way you at least also show uh, your personality a bit and also your thoughts around it. And also another thing for myself to mention is that when you go to a job interview, it's, it's very different. Uh, you know, you mentioned whiteboarding and you mentioned, we mentioned also like a phone screening and also um just a uh, live coding in person so every company uh, usually fang companies have uh, you can say whiteboarding that's what i've seen um the really big ones um and the most of the you know Let's say most of the startups or you know, also big companies they send you a home assignment um, or they do life coding with you and home assignment, um, or you know, that's so- somewhere around this area. And I, of course, I'm coming from them, you know, the market of the Netherlands and Amsterdam, where I know you know those are the things that they're doing. Um, maybe at your region, wherever you're listening. At, it's it's maybe a bit different, so that's another tip I would say. Know your region, like what 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 are the things that you can expect. Now, if you have engineering friends, ask them. Uh, because that's also will help you to prepare. You know, the more you know about the interview and the more you know about the company, um, then the more help uh, it will help you basically to prepare. And especially, you know, for some people who have anxiety for performances and stuff like that, that is even, you know, better. So the more information you have, the more helpful it will be. But I'll also take, I would say just... Take, uh, take some time for yourself, take a chill pill and relax. It's gonna, you know, at the end it's going to be fine. Even if you didn't pass, um, it doesn't mean you're, you know, a bad engineer or whatever. It just, you know, it's, it just gives you, um, basically an interesting, uh, exercise on your skills, you know, to build on top of that.
1: I have two like things to add, uh, add up on, on what you said. And yeah. this is totally correct. And one of the bullets that summarized for me um, part of what you said is is basically do your homework. okay, see where you're gonna be interviewed. see who we're gonna interview. Um, ask maybe you know someone that was interviewed by that person or by that company and maybe you can get some Intel. And this is and this leads me to um, <clears throat> to to a question I mean, so how much should you memorize, okay? Or should yeah. you, uh, in general, memorize anything?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so this is my personal opinion. I don't like it, okay? So I don't I don't think you should put uh, a lot of, of effort to trying to memorize things. Right. Because uh, I saw it on myself when I'm interviewing people. Um, I can smell bullshit, like, from a mile, right? So a good interviewer and... I'm saying that by, about myself. I think I, I'm good enough, right? So I will, I will spot uh, you as uh, as a person that if you know the question that I asked, and you're trying to like to um, uh, to show that you're like struggling and you don't know it, but then eventually you got it. But I will probably see on, on like after thirty seconds that you know it by heart. And you're just trying to play around to, to show me like you're showing a process or whatever. I prefer a different approach. And I remember myself when I was interviewed, when I got a question that uh, that I know, because I don't know, maybe I did it 20 times or maybe it's a very simple question or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably start something like, I will probably say something like, uh, oh, I know this one. And then I will continue as a blah, 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 whatever. The answer. Maybe I will answer like in two minutes, and maybe the interviewer will say, uh, "Oh, if you know that one, I have another one," and that's fine. Okay, that, that's not. The idea here is is not to answer all the questions correctly. It's mostly, and again, you will probably uh, touch it in, in in the second part. Um, it's mostly the chemistry that will happen between you and the interviewer. Okay, so this is it, and and another maybe. Um, you said fun and and I really like that because I think every uh, interview that that you that you do that you participate in, it's an opportunity to to learn something new. okay so at least in my opinion, and that's why I, I did so much interviews when I was uh, younger, I mean uh, in my career, is uh, some of them were basically learning opportunities. Okay, so I learned a lot. I learned about new technologies. I learned about what's hot in the field. I learned about uh, stuff that I was doing wrong every day. And uh, the interviewer said, okay, you did it. That's fine. But there is a much better way, blah, blah, blah. You you did not pass. It doesn't really matter. But again, I, I liked it because I learned something. So even that I did not pass that interview, I got something from the interaction itself.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good thing. And I and I think, um, you know, we um, at least as people, we learn mostly when we enjoy the process, when we are having fun. So if you would treat, you know, just if you treat um, going to an interview, um, if you will, like a, a fun game that you're going to play, you can say, of course, it's for a job. Of course, you're going to get paid for it eventually and everything. And it's serious. But if you just see it as a sort of a game that you're going to just, you know, um, be building something interesting thing um and i hope that the company that interviews you also knows how to interview and that's another aspect of it um and if they don't then you know we would also uh, i would also mention some red flags where you should you know for yourself see okay this is not a good thing uh but before we dive into that um just you know remember yourself just remind yourself to also enjoy the process and, and have fun while you're at it So, you know, we touched about already two points. So uh, how should a developer prepare prepare themselves for a tech round? So we, you know, we mentioned things like, um, you know, go through the basics, but also don't memorize everything because you know you shouldn't be like a robot that you know knows everything and i think nobody expects you to know everything um they you know i would say um they they from what we have established here already that they're trying to find if you know how to think like an engineer
1: if you don't know something just say i don't know or maybe i don't know but i think it's and maybe you will uh, be able to um to open that question with your interviewer and he will uh, he will not skip to the next question and just tick like he doesn't know next and uh, maybe he will see okay he has interesting um, uh, thoughts let's elaborate on that and see maybe he just don't remember maybe he knows it by a different name maybe um maybe he does it every day but uh, but doesn't know how it's how it's called or whatever so it's a conversation. It's not like a. It's like a, not like a test when you have a boolean question and you need to just answer the correct answer and continue to the next one.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think that's a that's a misconception that uh, that a lot of people can have uh, is that they think that an interview is just like a boolean, like a true false, um, but I think there. Are, more elements to it uh, than just that um, so then another thing is that uh, Dima is how would uh, how would you recognize if a company knows how to interview um, and you know another bullet point on that is that does it mean that you should say no to it or not if you do get an offer uh, because of course if you do get an offer later on you can always improve things but how would you recognize um, anyway if, 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 if a certain company is, is the right fit for you for yourself as an engineer what what would you say like would be some f- red flags
1: so i don't know uh, if if i can judge uh, by an interview itself if the company is a good fit for me or not but i definitely have a couple of of tips of how to recognize if if the interview process itself is good or bad and and what should you take from that so um as i mentioned i think in the beginning the process should be clear okay the process should be explained uh, to you hopefully at the very beginning of your uh, first phone call or whatever, here are the stages. here is stage one, this will include blah blah blah, here is stage two, this will be something something etc. So first of all is uh, did someone explain to you the process of the whole interview from from A to Z. Second, if you are, uh, if you see that this process is actually followed, I mean that's that's a good thing that they have good plans, but maybe it's it's not followed. Maybe I don't know. Uh, step uh, step three uh, uh, came before step two. I don't know something. Um, third thing is to see how the process is done because um, some companies, let's say, like a very new startup that is like. Um, uh, hiring like crazy maybe all the process is not fully um, uh, completed maybe they don't have the, um, the the correct professionals to to have the interview process like uh, perfectly uh, like in not perfect but similar to to funk companies uh, not that i'm saying that their process is perfect uh, every everything is uh, has their pros and cons. Um, so let's say you see like uh, you came to an on-site interview and uh the interviewer is late by like half an hour and then uh when he interviews uh you on a whiteboard you see like 20 people interrupt you in the middle and uh coming to the room and asking that one a question because let's say he's the cto and there is is i don't know an everyday crisis going on there okay so those things um are points you you can see you can you can feel them uh, as part of your interview process, and they will show you um, not everything but something about the maybe the culture of the company maybe about the how people communicate inside um, how uh, how processes are done etc. So this is about that and uh, or maybe you finished uh, step three and and no one reached out to you like for a month. This is bad, of course. Uh, it, you don't know what's happening. Probably you failed, but or maybe you passed, and and I don't know. Like not getting an answer for a month, it's crazy. Um, but um, having said all of that, uh, and where you see all those uh, points and calculated uh, in your head, the question of um, saying no, in my opinion, is difficult. I mean. It's basically related to who you are or what are your goals. Let's say you're a senior developer um, going to a very high position in some huge company, or you're a junior developer and you failed like 20 interviews uh, up, up until now, and this is the 21st. And if you're not um, and if you're not accepted here, you're I don't know uh, uh, burned all your uh, savings, and now you need to to work, uh, as a waiter, for example, for, I don't know, for a couple of months to gain again, uh, some kind of money to allow you to whatever. So it, it really depends. The saying no part is really difficult because it's, it's not just related to the company itself and their culture and their uh, processes and whatever. It's, I think more related to, to you, uh, and your specific status and your like personal status.
0: Yeah that's a good point because obviously um, we are all, Uh, can say we're all coming from you know different statuses and no one answer would be yes for everybody so uh, it depends of course on how picky you can you know you can allow yourself to be i would say uh when i was just starting my career i couldn't allow myself to just say you know say no to everything um and and be very selective but on but i did put myself a certain standard because i would not want to work in a you know very bad environment um where People are nagging me uh, all the time and there is no, um, you know, openness to learning and, and like, you know, I would say just build yourself a certain list of what you really value in a company and see what you can compensate on if you don't get those things. So what you really, you know, what are your, um, you know, roots that you really stand on, um, and if you don't have those met, uh, will it be a no go for you or not? And you know, I can say now that I'm much you know more mature in my career, and I've been experiencing certain, certain you know more than one company. I'm you know you have more choice, and you have more companies reaching out to you, and obviously then you are a bit more attractive to companies, and you're yourself of course in a better situation. Then you can allow yourself to be a bit more picky. Um, so. I would say, again, like you said as well, it's not a yes or like a bullion question. Uh, it's really depending on your situation. Um, but there, you should always, you know, have a certain, you know, values that you sh- should say to yourself, okay, I'm, if I'm, if this company doesn't have this, then I'm really not going there. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they will say yes or no. It's just like for yourself uh, I to, I have a, with you. to have it, a good standard. It's
1: like... Um... I do agree about the part of like having a baseline of, um, those are like red lines that, that I'm not crossing. But, uh, if I, if I'll try to compare me to you, uh, my, like myself to you is I was uh, actually the opposite of you. I was like very picky. And that's by the way, the reason why I did so much interviews. So I was doing like three to four interviews every month, which is crazy. Um, And most of them, or like, not them, yeah, a a huge volume of all of of all of the interviews I did uh, were were uh, failed by me. I mean, not failed by me. um, How do I say? You basically
0: said said no to them. Yeah, you passed the interview, but then you decided to not continue. Exactly.
1: And uh, we up until now focused mostly on uh, the company interviewing you. But there is a huge process of you interviewing the company back uh, related to uh, technology, related to soft skills, related to organizational uh, structure, related to a lot of stuff. So we're not going to enter in in all of them, but I do agree that um, you need to maybe write those down or maybe just to have them in your head, create some kind of red lines, let's say. Uh here is a technology that is so outdated that I don't think I want to practice uh or work on that in, in a company as um that, that use this technology as, as their main uh uh like main working environment. So um I don't know, I, I will not give any examples because it uh, it changes from countries, it changes from uh from um uh, products or whatever. But let's say I decided I don't want to work with X and this company uh, is really good and very nice and, and everything. And uh, and the salary is nice. And, and I passed the interview and uh, well, in the beginning, I in the middle, or in the end, I asked what technologies are you working with? And they're saying, okay, we're working mostly with X Like 97% of the time you will work on X and it will continue for the next three years, okay? And X is dead, okay? No one uses X anymore. So why should I do it? Why should I work with them even though I passed and the salary is nice? Maybe I have other reasons, that's fine. But uh, here is a red line that I will not cross because it will block my career. I will not learn anything new i will not be able to to change this position in 3 or 4 years and and like jump to the next one because i will be so outdated so why why should i do that
0: yeah yeah, good point. That's that's really good. Uh, and I think that, you know, uh, let's drift back to the, a bit uh, again to the technical part. Um, when you are thinking about, um, you know, well, like we said, there is uh, different processes for different companies, but let's say um, our company that we're interviewing for gave you a technical assignment uh, that you need to spend now, you know, a couple of hours from your personal time. Let's say you're, you're, you're working uh, and, you know, you're already eight hours a day busy working um and then you have to you know spend the extra time on doing this you know take-home assignment um would you take it would you not um depend on which stage would you say that you would you know more acceptable to take it uh, from your perspective i can say from my perspective um when I, you know, when I get the technical, uh, basically a technical take home challenge, I would take how much hour, how many, how many hours do you spend on it. But I also would think like, is it something that they can see on my GitHub profile? Do I have an active uh, GitHub profile? Yes, I do. Do I have a project that I can, you know, show that has, you know, let's say most of the tech assignments that you get take home is build a component X in this technology. Uh, I want to see how you, uh, you know, maybe split it a bit of the components, uh, basically a application uh maybe uh but do i have do, do you have something like this already in your github then i would say send it over see if their companies are open to just review that uh, and then ask you maybe some questions on top of that and also you know they can have of course technical questions with you i would prefer that much and i actually did it a couple of times with different companies you know some say no we are just we want to make it fair to everybody. So then we're gonna just stick to what we are doing. But you can say a more interesting company, and you know a more interested company. You know, if the company is really interested in you, I think they would also adjust some of their processes to you, uh, to know that you know let's make it a bit more attractive for him as well. So then they did actually change it. So I would say again, if you can allow yourself. To, to be picky uh, Then then do that um, And you know the better you know The higher your standard Of course you know You, you, you should also be like uh, Confident in yourself And in your skills Because um, you know If you say Company X Give me already an offer And I was not so you know Wowed by it But uh, my experience right now In the market uh, Not a lot of companies Are really you know I can really pass a lot of interviews Etc then you can say, I can make a compromise maybe um, so that you get more experience. But then let's leave that aside. Again, tech tech assignment, take-home assignment, I have, you know, a kind of an idea on it. I've seen, you know, many times that you send a take-home assignment and nobody actually reviews it, so you wasted so much time on it and they don't even, the feedback that you get on it is like, um, you know, you completed it, but then you get maybe some generic feedback on it and that just sucks because then you don't, you know, you don't learn from it anything, you spend a lot of time, you know, from your personal time to, to build it and to make it look nice and then somebody just, uh, you know, sees that you didn't, uh, split the components the way they wanted it you to do it, and then you didn't. You basically failed it. Then that's also basically a red sign to the on the company itself. So you probably dodge the bullet there if you don't work there. Um, but I would always try to push to not do those. If you you know have a kind of a project from yourself on your GitHub, and I've said it a lot of times on my podcast already. Always have a podcast. I always have a, podca- always have a, a basically get. <laughs> yeah sorry about that so basically always have an active github uh profile uh, and 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 have some kind of a project that you're proud of that you can show it off and you can talk about it um so that you of course uh, can allow yourself to also sometimes keep those take-home assignments because then you're just you know you're saving yourself time and you also maybe save up time for the interviews that you know will have to uh, wait for you to finish and stuff like that so That would be my perspective on it. Um, What about you, Dima? I
1: have a little, slightly different take on that. Um, And and again, a a little bit of a political answer. Uh, It depends. Uh, You probably (laughs) hear this answer a lot. Um, It depends in a a couple of different ways. So first of all, um, who are you? uh as as one that is getting the assignment for example uh, in my company client we're hiring we're hiring only um senior developers and uh, tech leads and architects for now at least so we don't have our home assignments at all i don't see uh, myself <clears throat> as a company owner uh, giving a home assignment even though that, like a home assignment of two hours in my opinion, it's it's not a good home assignment because you will not see anything there. A home assignment of two days, I will not allow myself to give like a fifteen years experience uh, senior developer a, a home assignment that will take him two days. It's it's funny, it, it, not not relevant at all. So first question is who you are. Uh, so let's put aside, for example, architects, uh, tech leads, uh, very senior developers etc right and uh focus uh in in relation to home assignments junior developers and some kind of a range of mid-level developers right uh, it, it varies for, for different countries for different companies like someone could call uh, a four-year um experienced person um, junior and someone could call him like a highly uh, high mid high mid-level developer whatever something like that it depends okay So, uh, home assignments probably related to only this kind of, uh, of, uh, of, of people with this kind of expertise, let's say up until, I don't know, five, six years of experience. I'm just throwing away. People will probably agree slash disagree with me about the years, but it doesn't really matter just for the example. Um, so my first take on home assignments is you will definitely learn something new okay and it's a learning op- opportunity every home assignment like if it's just another crud uh, uh, application or something you will still learn something new there okay it's another opportunity for you um to to write something to 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 challenge yourself to maybe do something differently from the past seven times you already did a crud application so if you have the option to do it, do it. Why not? What, what you have to lose from that? And exactly as you said, if you have an active, not if you have an active GitHub account, uh, you will probably should ask the, the company if it's allowed to um, to add uh, like to add the um, challenge as a public repo on your account, because maybe someone was not allowed it. But again, ask. Um, so first of all, you will learn something new. That's one. Second thing, um, the assignments themselves are very, very. Um, there was a huge rainbow of it. Okay, I saw like bullshit assignments. That that I was laughing and and I just said, okay, no, I'm not doing that because there is no level le- relevance, and you will probably not learn anything about me from that kind of an assignment, mm-hmm. and there are like the other um, other part of assignment that are like huge, like two weeks of work assignment, right? Seriously, mm-hmm. guys, I'm not like <laughs> building your product yet. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm not getting any salary for that. I'm not getting anything for that. So I will not take a huge assignment. And, and again, maybe um, assignment X that one person finishes in like a day and a half for another person, it might take like two weeks. Okay. And so that's again, that's fine. You decide for yourself. You will get the assignment. You will read it. You will see if it makes sense. If, first of all, if you understand it. And again, uh, I also uh, said it before stop, breathe, ask questions. Don't start start typing anything because, because you will probably miss something. Or if you have a good interviewer, which is rare, but if you have a good interviewer that also knows how to create good home assignments, which is also rare. Uh, he will do stuff, um, intentionally that will make you ask questions. So if you, if you're not asking questions, he has already, uh, one red flag on you. Um, so I'm not against home assignments. I'm actually for them. If the situation is right again, a senior developer home assignment of two days, no way. It's, it's like, it's stupid. Um, and, and again, you have a huge uh, variety of interviewers. You have good ones, you have bad ones, you have those that don't know uh, they are bad, but think they are very good. Uh, you don't have uh, all the, always the, the option or the, the skills to, uh, to know how good is your interviewer. Okay, if you're a very junior developer and you see a CTO of, uh, I don't know, a company, Okay, cool. You know that he's a CTO. You know that he's like there for three years, but maybe he's like very, very bad in interviewing or maybe the home assignment that he that he created for you, is just not real. It's like building all their product, right? <laughs> Something stupid like that. And I saw like a lot of stupid examples. Um, and um, as someone that was interviewed a lot, there were assignments that I just said, no, I, I'm not doing that. And there are a lot of assignments that I actually did. And they were very similar to previous and previous, previous assignments. And that's fine. Uh, I challenged myself. I did something like for the seventh time and I still had fun and I learned something new because uh, it's, again, it's the same CRUD function. Uh, I don't know that the same elevator challenge Uh of, you probably heard about that, um, like building up that uh, stimulates three elevators, blah, blah, something like that. But now I'm building it using Svelte. Cool. I did not write Svelte before. Amazing. So I have the idea of the algorithm. That's fine. That will uh, reduce the assignment from, I don't know, two days to five hours. And then I'm challenging myself using Svelte because they said, use whatever framework, uh, front-end framework you like. Amazing. So... That's basically my my take on on home assignments in general.
0: All right, fair enough. I I think I'm may, maybe a bit more strict on this than yourself. Um, and it's also just good to have you know two separate ways to go at it. And I think that um, basically try both, <laughs> see what works um, for yourself. And uh, and that's also an interesting thing. Um, moving on to the next thing is that um, we spoke a little bit about life coding um, and there is also like, you know, how to prepare for that, for the life coding experience. And we I think we already mentioned it because uh, uh, we, we touched upon it in the beginning, basically to exercise a lot. So if, you know, uh, in your day to day job, you're not writing as much as code as you would expect to and you're now looking for a new job. You know, you're not necessarily bad developer. Um, you know, if, you, if you've if you been given right now, a, a, you know, something, a Jira ticket at your job, you would get it done and, and you, you would just have time. But if you're in a live coding interview, you basically don't have as much time as you would, you know, have in your day to day. And let's say your day to day job is more about talking about, you know, building an let's say, um, you know, front end architecture or things like that, that you just, you know, were twisted from just being, uh, you know, coding. So so then again exercise your skills cuz exercise makes makes perfect and uh, that's a, just a saying you're it's never going to be perfect but at least if you're going to know that you're going to be in a live coding interview make sure that you know you've been you know just brushing up on your skills on on your, I would say your you know development um, you can say just go uh, build just work at least for one day or something just do like you know CSS HTML JavaScript um so that's so you feel confident with, you know, on, on your IDE uh, that you you feel confident on seeing functions again, constants, variables, uh, all those things. Uh, so just that you feel the environment. Because sometimes, and it happened to me before that I was in my day-to-day job, for a whole sprint I wouldn't necessarily be touching code myself because there are just other priorities that are company things uh, like that we needed to arrange um, where like I would just give a small example we're now starting a new front end application I, I was one of the volunteers to create an architecture for it so like for a while I wouldn't be really touching code like uh, to the deep end to like really doing it I would just do like uh, thinking stuff so then again Feel confident about it. Um, I think there is so one
1: that's... major point uh, related to live coding that that I'm repeating a lot uh, to to everyone who's asking me about it. Is in my opinion, at least, if you're still and quiet through your live coding, you failed. Okay. So the the most important, in my opinion, again, uh, point about live coding, like a person sitting, uh, the interviewer sitting next to you, he wants to hear your thoughts right? He doesn't, well, if he's a good one, he doesn't care about what you're typing on the screen. He doesn't care if it comp um, uh, compilates in the end. He doesn't care about that, right? Uh, he wants to hear what what's going through your mind while you're typing. So talk through your code. That's like the most important, in my opinion, thing related to live coding. And if you're stuck, stay calm, uh, think out loud, um, try new ideas, uh, talk to your interviewer if he's open to talk through your live coding. Um, uh, uh, Another small addition, if you're finished, check for errors. Okay, walk through your code again. Um, Maybe you will see something that, oh, you know what, I did it like that, but maybe it's wrong, let's change it. And it's it's more of a, a discussion. It, that's that's my point of view of a good live coding uh session. Not like you're typing and someone just watching on your screen and, and says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm and like ticking checkboxes to see, okay, he used uh let instead of uh instead of file. Okay, great. Um again th- those things are might be important but they're definitely not the main goal of life coding
0: yeah yeah fair enough so i think that's good that we brush up on the life coding uh, part uh, a bit extra now um and you know when i would say another question would be is um what should a developer keep in mind while answering questions so you know sometimes you are You're you're being asked a certain technical question. You know the answer, and again, you're you're you know you memorized it maybe from somewhere and you remember it. But then, what should you keep in mind uh, while you're answering those? Uh, I can say from my perspective, what you should keep in mind is uh, that you are. First of all, uh, you know the interviewer can hear you loud and clear uh, your thoughts sometimes you we're mumbling or you're just you know a bit nervous and if you are nervous, you can also say to the to your you know to someone that interviews you listen I'm a bit nervous today um, and and then they will slow it down a bit and and, and make it a bit you know m- you, you know you will feel more easy at ease to talk uh, and another thing to keep in mind is that sometimes we, we when we answer a certain question, we we have our own way of thinking and on it um and 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 sometimes it wouldn't make sense to the other party so i would recommend to maybe break it a bit more down and see if 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 if, you know um if it makes sense uh what you answered so that uh, at least you um are trying to express yourself to the interviewer and not just assume that they know um, that you are you know uh just everything what you're saying making sense
1: yeah, I agree with you about that because interviewers um, sometimes may seem like they can read your mind, but they cannot. So everything you're thinking and, and assuming that uh, the interviewer understands, sees, knows, or expects, it's not. It's not happening. Okay, If you have something uh, important to uh, say, say it. Don't just think about it. Say it. He will hear you. He will uh, address I think be um be very specific oh you know what a a different approach i mean the interviewer in most cases if he's a good one again he doesn't care if you answer the exact answer that that is expected like um it's not it's again in most of the questions that you will ask uh, they are not boolean i mean um Yes or no question or whatever. And if they are like those, like if it's a yes, no question. So probably the weight of that question uh, out of the whole interview is small.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. And again, we're keep on repeating here. Um, I think that the part that you need to be clear from your thoughts, uh, what you're thinking, and speaking out loud, uh, thinking out loud. And another thing is that we're also mentioning, uh, if he knows how to interview, uh, we are always assuming that uh they know how to interview. And I think uh, the reason why we're repeating this is because <laughs> I think uh, we both had it is that. A lot of times you're in a talk with someone and they just don't have the right, I would say, skill set um, to, to interview people. And what happens is that a lot of tech companies, and if you're a tech company owner or a recruiter at your company listening to this <laughs> please check up on your interviewers if they know how to interview. Uh, give them, uh, you know, if you are, you know, what happens most of the time is that you, you, there is some senior guy in the company and they just go and say, hey, uh, we need new people. Would you like to conduct a, an interview uh, with this candidate? Because we have uh, we have this and this uh, requirements and blah, blah, blah. And then there's like, sure, sure, yes. Um, but they, they don't ask like uh, or think, uh, are you, does, does this person know how to interview? people uh, if not can we maybe you know provide a certain guidance to them or whatever? And I would say also um, that th- these are these tips are, are, are really essential uh, for yourself what we have discovered here um, So you know it's come already to the end uh, I think uh, it was really uh, we covered up uh, quite a bunch of things um, where we sp- we start to talk about uh, first of all how should you prepare for it what kind of things should you you know practice or not? Um, then we, we threw on to how do you basically recognize when, when to say no or not, how picky should you be depending on your situation? Uh, t- uh spoke about, uh, take home assignments. Uh, we have uh, basically two different people here with two different perspectives, which is also pretty interesting. Um, also about the life coding part, uh, and, and up until now. So we discovered pretty much it. Uh, like we, I think we have accomplished our point of, of giving some tips for the technical round. Uh, um, um, I'm gonna touch maybe some resources uh, down below in the, in the, in the post, guys, uh, for you for to for preparation. Some general things about JavaScript. It's always good to revisit a- essentials uh, when you are basically being interviewed for a certain language. It's it's just good to you know to have keep those things in mind. Um, thank you so much, uh, Dima, for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Frey.me talks. Get access to previous episodes, the transcript for today's show, as well as other exclusive content at danielfrey.me.